This week on the Gigaflops podcast. Another folding phone is going to hit the market soon. And Microsoft, they had an announcement. It was leaked and they were like, forget it. We're just going <laughs> to announce it right now. We've also got a bunch of EV news hitting the market. This is the Gigaflops podcast. Let's flop into the show. Hey guys, it's Alex and Lita from the Subnautics. This is the Gigaflops podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are on the air every single Friday to bring you all the tech news you need to know, the most important tech news. So let's jump into it for this week. Uh, today's episode is Friday, September 11th. Yes, and this is episode 6. Episode 6, 2020. Alrighty, so we got uh, we got quite a few stories here, mm -hmm. um, a couple themes going on. Yeah. Let's talk about some phones, some Ooh. brand new phones. So Lita, you want to jump into the first phone? Yeah, so Motorola's second generation Razer is coming soon. It's mm -hmm. selling for $1,400. This year's version of the phone is $100 cheaper than the first generation product. And it's got a very similar design to last year's. Um, it's got that same like flip, opening, folding kind of display. Yeah, the folding display, flipping mm -hmm. upwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some specs that we're seeing for it. Snapdragon 765, 8 gigabytes of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage, 48 megapixel primary camera, 20 megapixel front camera, 2,845 milliamp hour battery, and 5G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's got the same 6.2 inch 2142 by 876p OLED display and a 2.7 inch 800 by 600p OLED front display. And we also have no IP rating um, and it looks like an upgrade over last year's for the most part. Yeah. So everything about this phone is an upgrade over last year's mm -hmm. phone, uh, which that was a bit of a complaint from a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, we didn't review this phone ourselves, but we did look at a phone that's kind of similar in form factor, the uh, Galaxy Z the Flip. Z Flip, yep. Uh, but fundamentally, it's the same. This phone, however, like I said, everything is an upgrade. There's more RAM. Uh, the processor is a bump. It's still not a flagship processor, mm -hmm. but at least it is a slightly better than, I think, last year's 710 processor. Uh, and then the cameras are a huge improvement. So 48 megapixel rear camera. Um, Motorola never has been great with cameras, mm -hmm. but at least the megapixel count is higher. Yeah. So maybe it's a step in the right direction, you know. It sounds like they were listening to a lot of the feedback from the first and generation. And $100 cheaper yeah. uh, in starting price. Still kind of expensive, though. It is very interesting. But when you're looking at these flip phones, 1400 is it's about what yeah. we're getting here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this looks like something that people still won't buy. I don't think people are going to buy flip phones or foldable phones until they're under $1,000. Mm -hmm, I agree. I, I feel like for $999, more people are willing to buy yes. that. Some people are buying like the um, Samsung Note 20 for close to a grand. Mm -hmm. But for a folding device, they're I all 1400 or so. I feel like if you're buying a folding device right now, it's for that cool factor still. Or mm -hmm. that, that retro... Elite. Yeah, yeah, the elitist form factor, mm -hmm. and it's prestigious. You're mm -hmm. buying it for something that nobody else will have, and that's why it's such a high price tag. But this phone doesn't have that premium feel. 
last year, people were complaining that the Razer felt a little cheap, you know, plasticky, yeah. and it didn't feel like a fourteen hundred dollar phone. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you buy like a Samsung flip phone or a Samsung folding phone or like even the Huawei, it has more of that premium. It does feel, feel like it. a premium, yeah. premium phone. So, um, yeah, we'll see about the Motorola's, but they're going in the right direction. Everything's a spec bump, so yeah. you know. And then we also have some other hardware this time from Microsoft. So it was kind of funny because uh, a couple days ago, a huge leak went out online, and uh, I think on Reddit and Twitter it just circulated uh, about the Microsoft One S, yes, which is supposedly like their secondary console for the next gen wave, and mm -hmm. everything leaked out about it. And Microsoft the next day just said, "Oh, forget just it. We'll forget just it. we'll just release it. We'll just <laughs> announce it." And then a day after, they announced the big boy, which is the Microsoft xbox one x so they officially microsoft has officially announced the xbox one s and the x so two new xboxes mm -hmm. the cheaper xbox s will uh, will cost 299 dollars starting price which that is a great starting that's price. a really good price I, I have to be honest that sounds yeah. really good yep and some of the cutbacks for that is it has almost the same processing power as the x just less ram and graphical power and uh, the processor is slightly lower than on the x but it's pretty similar in, in processing power at least no disk slot uh meaning this is online only mm -hmm. so microsoft has an xbox one that actually does that currently so this isn't anything new that's how you save costs um and this is most likely going to be a really good 1440p at 60 frames per second machine. So that is probably a, a bump up from Microsoft doing like a 1080p mm -hmm. um, gaming machine right now with the Xbox Ones. So this is a slight bump up over last year's generation. Now the bigger bump is the Xbox One X, which is going to really go head to head with the new PlayStation 5s that are also supposed to come out at the end of the year. Yeah. And this thing is going to cost $399, so about $200 more than the S. And there is going to be a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive. And I assume the PS5 will also have um, that as well. And this has 16 gigabytes of RAM, one terabyte of SSD. So it has actually more SSD and more RAM mm -hmm. than the Xbox One, logical. And it's targeted for 4K at 60 frames per second minimum. Wow. So uh, those are just the minimum um, targeted spec gameplay style that they're they're looking at so that's pretty good and both consoles are supposed to hit stores november 10th 2020 right before black friday that's coming up i don't think there's going to be any black friday sales on this um however i do think this is going to be a, a pretty hot mm -hmm. sale because coronavirus <laughs> let's look at it this way like more and more people like the switches have been nintendo oh, switches have been very difficult flying to get. off the shelf off the shelves yeah. the nintendo switch light all these things are very difficult to get. Yep. And uh, with these new consoles that are going to come out for this holiday season, you can bet a lot of parents who are stuck at home with their kids or their kids <laughs> are stuck at home with them, they're going to be buying these things for their ch children more so than before. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like sports leagues are all down, like, you know, little leagues and all yeah. that. They're all gone. So people are going to be playing games. And I feel like this is a great year to launch this. So supply and demand, it's going to be huge. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yeah, any thoughts on the uh, Xbox stuff? Good prices. Yeah, I, I feel like the Xbox One X is still going to be very competitive against the PS5 in terms of price point. Now it's uh, their gaming library. Mm -hmm. Are they going to be able to 
keep up with Sony in terms of their gaming library. That's something that Microsoft has always struggled with. It's been a little better recently mm-hmm. in, in past years. Uh, a lot of the titles aren't locked onto one console anymore. And a lot of people always argue, why buy an Xbox when the same titles are available on the PC? Because it's Microsoft. And it makes sense. Uh, but if you can get 4K at 60 frames per second on every single game, you can't build a, a gaming rig nope. for $399 to do that. Yeah. Like, come on. That, that's Even for $299 to get 1440p at 60 frames per second, my, uh, my, my gaming tower here... Um, is like what eleven hundred dollars, and I barely, I, I'm stretching it to get fourteen forty p. Like I'm hitting fourteen forty p. That's like with the sound of it and everything really working yeah, for it. Yeah, and my fan is blowing loud yeah. and all that. My I have a fourteen forty p gaming rig, uh, but that cost me like eleven hundred dollars mm-hmm. for two hundred ninety nine dollars. You can get a console that does that. That's actually really good if you think about it. Let me ask you one more question. Look wise between the PS five and the Xbox. I don't really like either one, but if I had to go, <laughs> I would say Microsoft. Uh, I do think the the Xbox One X kind of looks okay. Mm-hmm. I like the way it stands up. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of form factor, the Xbox One S is much smaller than the Xbox oh, One yeah. X. It's supposedly can fit into the Xbox One's body. It's pretty crazy. So if you want a thinner device and you don't care for 4K and 1440p mm-hmm. is still good enough for you, that's a good and one. And you're okay with digital. And digital. Mm-hmm. Digital is the future. You have to have hard drives and SSDs yep. uh, to play things. and uh, We're used to that now. We're, we're trained for that. Okay, and then uh, let's move on to our next two stories, Ooh. which are also related. We have a lot of news regarding uh, the future of driving. Yeah, we've got some car news. So Lucid Air finally reveals their luxury electric lineup, and it's meant to combat Tesla. Mm-hmm. So the highly anticipated electric auto company, Lucid Motors, they showcased the Lucid Air electric sedan. And this base model Air is supposed to cost 80 grand. Um, it's an electric sedan with 113 kilowatt our battery pack and it's supposed to go up to 517 miles of range excuse me up to it's supposed to have up to 517 miles of range and the grand touring model is 140 grand the 517 miles of range is for that hundred thirty nine thousand dollar mm-hmm. model so i hate how some of these companies do that like tesla also does that they give you like really high epa range but that's not for the base model, but they give you the base model price. Yeah. That's why we wanted to clarify this. So that 517 miles of range is for the $139,000 mm-hmm. model. They didn't announce how much range the base $80,000 model. It's probably going to be in different tiers, just like how Tesla it's, it's has It's going to be lower than 400 for yeah. sure, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unlike Tesla, Lucid will be using LiDAR for advanced assistance systems. And they're going to have an all-screens interior for controls. Um, it's also supposed to have a very minimalistic approach with a similar feel to the Model S as well. And the company is also teasing an SUV as its second vehicle. Um, and it's got a little bit of a Volvo and Volkswagen mixed into it. Yeah, that. Yeah, the images for that um, SUV look pretty good. Mm-hmm. They look pretty cool. Well, of course, we know nothing about it. But yeah, I mean, um, Lucid Air has been teasing things for a while now. And they've been demoing cars, so they finally have it announced this is huge because that means they're in production. And they got a lot of money. So this is not a company that's going away anytime soon. It's it. This feels so much different than um, Karma. Mm-hmm. So Karma, yeah. you know, there's a lot of hype about Karma, but they're always you always hear things like, oh, they're going in and out. You know, money's going or same thing with um, uh, Faraday Future, mm-hmm. right? 
this company actually has a lot of backing and they have a lot of Tesla influence. They do. So Elon Musk uh, refutes this, but <laughs> the uh, actual CEO of Lucid Air supposedly designed the Model S. And it really pisses Elon Musk when he hears that. Um, but apparently that's the case. That's why there's a lot of similarities here. But they even said they're not really competing against Model S specifically. They want the Mercedes S-Class mm -hmm. people to move over from driving gas vehicles to this vehicle because it's similar enough in, in premium feel to a model, uh, sorry, to a Mercedes S-Class, but it's electric. I mean, and the car kind of looks like that too when you look at the the press materials yeah. that they have for it. I mean, it is very, it doesn't look like a Tesla. It looks more of like a dressed up, more technologically advanced Audi or Mercedes yeah. or something to it. I, I like the look of it. It looks very sleek, yeah. uh, very beautiful. Teslas, uh, some people love the design. Some mm -hmm. people hate the designs. Interior-wise, Teslas have, have always been kind of minimalistic. Very clean, very uh, modern. Yeah, we have more of the same here with Lucid Air. Uh, so some of the shots that you see from their press release and from this um, online release event, it shows a lot of great looking interior shots mm -hmm. that are very reminiscent of what you would experience in a Tesla. It's not much. It's all touch screen controls. Mm -hmm. Some people might hate it. Some people might like it. Uh, we have gotten used to the Model 3 and just having that 15 inch display. This is a little different. They have a display for the center console and also a display down the middle it's, of yeah. it. Um, and, you know, we have been going through the pros and cons of that as well. You know, just because you have a really nice display, I actually like controlling everything with the display, mm -hmm. but there's also a downside. If that display goes down, you've got no control over anything. Yep. You can't so see anything. You can't see anything. So that's also a potential issue with cars of the future like that. But yeah, I mean, this is exciting. This is, uh, it looks really nice. We, we actually have some new stuff coming out that actually will hit the market. This yeah. looks like it will hit the market. You've, uh, sooner than later it's supposed to be zero to 60 miles per hour in 2.5 seconds for their highest end yeah one. for their highest end model and that one uh that was grand like turn in the hundred model. something 140 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so that it's gonna it's gonna be fun uh to see the, this car compared with teslas specifically because there are a lot of um heritage behind this company and tesla mm -hmm. so we'll be keeping an eye on lucid air it's not like we can ever afford one <laughs> 80 grand for this car uh no ouch no no ouch yeah, I mean, I would love to drive it, but, you know, we, we probably could never afford to buy it. Or even if we could, I, I probably wouldn't buy this car. <laughs> it would uh, it would kill me to drive well, it. Well, there's a bunch of other EV news coming out, too. Yeah, so this is uh, another big game changer, not only for stocks, which I'll talk about uh, in a second, but GM and Nikola team up to build the Badger electric trucks. So uh, the electric company Nikola... Motors, they have teamed up with GM. GM will manufacture and develop their Badger electric fuel and cell powered pickup truck. In return, GM will uh, also own some stake in the company with acquisition of 2 billion stocks. And this actually really bumped up Nikola's stock on the on trading earlier this week. It was just, it just spiked up. Um, and I guess a lot of investors electric investors especially, really mm -hmm. like this partnership, really like this combination here. And GM with all their resources and, and Nikola with their um, electric technology and battery knowledge, this is actually a pretty good combination yeah. here. So we've seen rumors and we've also seen, um, you know, teases from Nikola about the Badger truck. 
and they vow that the truck will offer 906 horsepower and 980 pound-feet of torque as well as at least 300 miles of range at least. They even wow. said they want to go up to 600 or 500 or something like that. And um, GM announced that they plan to begin producing the Badger sometime in 2022. So that's big news because, uh, you know, Rivian is in the market. Yep. Ford is going to launch a F-150 there's electric a lot of truck EV eventually. trucks coming out. Trucks are the Cybertruck too. Trucks are the number one selling mm-hmm. car in the U.S. Right, and then it, I, I believe trucks and then it's SUVs. SUVs, yeah. So these are huge markets, and everybody needs to get a cut of it. Mm-hmm. And it's now who can race out to the market first, and who can give you a product that people actually want. Mm-hmm. And Teslas aren't for everybody. A Cybertruck definitely isn't for everybody. But Tesla Cybertruck starts at $39,000. It's very affordable. We don't know how much this um, Badger truck is going to cost, but we do know something like, say, the Rivian truck mm-hmm. is going to be, be like seventy grand or something like that. Starting. Starting price. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's one of these things like accessibility and home market. If we want more people accessing to electric mm-hmm. trucks, you got to get that thirty grand to forty grand range to start. You know, that's when people are going to like us, middle class, lower middle class people who are thinking maybe buying a Prius. (laughs) Oh, maybe we can get a full electric car for about the same price. Just like the Model 3 is supposed to be 35 grand and you can still kind of order one off the market. But, you know, something like that. We definitely need more of that. I think it's exciting, too, because, I mean, GM, such a big brand and being able to see that. I mean, looking at the photos and stuff that they have, it looks cool. It looks good. And this actually looks a little more like a truck. It does. It looks more of like a traditional truck, way more than the Cybertruck. Even more so than Rivian, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rivian, I really like the Rivian truck when uh, they first showed it off. I was like, wow, there's so many little compartments here and there. It's really neat. Uh, but even then, it does look like a car from the future. It looks more like a truck than, mm-hmm. say, the Cybertruck. But this Magic truck actually looks like a Dodge Ram yeah. or like an F-150 or, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I do feel like this could be, with the GM name, like yep. you said, it could be a big competitor in the market. It's very exciting seeing all of this EV news come out because, you know, being able to have electric vehicles accessible at different tiers, it's it, it's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, it really depends on what the people are looking for, mm-hmm. too, who are buying these cars. Yeah. If you're looking for, like, the – if you're looking for a tow machine, like, actual towing machine – then whoever offers you the the best horsepower mm-hmm. uh, and torque, you know that's going to be important. And if you're just looking for like a casual big car, like a family vehicle yeah. that has the capability to store stuff in the trunk, the uh, the bed, then I think a lower price point car will also be beneficial. Yeah, you know, just like how there's so many different truck variation price points. So we're seeing this, but it's whoever can get to the market. We don't have one in the market right now. It's mm-hmm. all just speculation, all just announcements. And, you know, whenever the first one gets on the market, that's when we're going to actually see what the market will actually be. Yeah, and how they respond. Yeah, if this comes out in 2022 and five other trucks have already come out that's electric, and this is around the same price, I don't I don't know. I don't know if people are going to gravitate towards GM and Nikola just mm-hmm. because of their name brand. Right. You know, so we'll have to see. Uh, but regardless, I mean, it's exciting to see all these new um, companies and new cars coming out that's electric. 
as I like to say, options are always good. Oh, this is also fuel um, hydrogen. Hydrogen, fuel, yeah. yeah. Hydrogen mm -hmm. too. So that's, so that's an interesting uh, technology there. But anyway, that is our episode for this week. I hope you guys uh, um, enjoyed it or learned something that you didn't know about whatever news was happening this week. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Lita, what do we have on our website this week? Oh, on our website, we have a review on the JYSW. Was that the right acronym? JYSW Switch Controller Alternative. Yeah, last week on Slick Deals, there was a $13 Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. That's Bluetooth wireless and also has a USB-C and also vibration on it. So 13 bucks for a controller like that. We reviewed it uh, on our YouTube channel. And also, we also have a review of... Yes. So I also reviewed the Padmate Pamu Slide Mini. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, they are Bluetooth earbuds and they're only $49. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Padmate, for sending that to us to review. Uh, they make some actually pretty solid products yeah. for a pretty good price. Very good. The wire, the Bluetooth wireless uh, headphone, yeah. wireless earphone market. We're covering a lot of that now because there's it's it's a huge market. It is. Yeah, it's it a is. Huge market. And you can check that out at Subnautics.com. Yeah. So visit our website. Next week we also have a couple other cool reviews, and also other contributors are starting to line up their work for us on Subnautics.com. We're introducing a new person next week, so be sure to come back to our website to check that out. And we're very excited to introduce you guys to the rest of our family. So yeah, once again, I'm Alex. That's Lita. This is the Gigafloss Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. You know what I like? Likes. You know what I don't like? A non-subscriber. So please subscribe and stay tuned for more. <laughs>